Good morning. It's very, very lovely to be here um, and see all your wonderful faces this morning. Um, I wanted to just start with, Nigel's already used this as well, but um, it's a, a real word for this morning, I think, which is strive. Um, we just sung that in our, our hymn, and that verse Drop thy still dews of quietness till all our strivings cease. Um, and I just wanted to just let that linger just for a moment till all our strivings cease. Um, so Pippa just read us Exodus 33, the whole lot. I'd asked specifically not to read it this morning because there's too many Ittites in it and I thought I'll get all, all muddled so she read it beautifully but even when she was just reading it then there's a whole lot of other things in there I thought oh I could say this and I could I could say that because it's such a rich and beautiful and funny passage some of the, the I could hear some giggling going on when we when we hear the bizarre conversation that Moses and God are having um, throughout this um, but you have to bear with me just in the little bit of time we've got. I'm just going to focus in on a little bit of, of that and what I feel like God's put on my heart for, for us as a church family. So we've been following the story of Moses. We've come to uh, not the best moment in God's people's choices. They've just made uh, a big mistake um, and uh, in their own strength and in their own striving, they've created an idol. So they've, they've just had this most incredible experience with God. God's taken them you know, out from slavery. He's given them everything. And literally, in an instant, they've made a, a silly decision. And they have decided to do things their way in their own strength. Um, so we're picking up from the end of that and we're finding out that uh, the Lord is not happy um, and we see right at the very beginning um, that the people heard God's distressing words um, and began to mourn and no one put on their ornaments which I think you know is very interesting um, in the first sort of five verses of this chapter that we're talking about ornaments already um, so, what are our ornaments? What things would we, if we were humbling ourselves before the Lord, um, what ornaments might we take off that we might wear? Now, it's very interesting. They, ornaments in here, we could think of that as jewellery or uh, things that you adorn people with to show that they're a blessed people. Um, but actually... Ornaments could also mean the things that, that we carry um, as part of our status and who we are. And actually the picture of realising you've not done something right, taking those things off and just laying them down before the Lord and just being as you are before the Lord. And what are our ornaments we wear? You know, is it, is it my job? Is it my status? Is it um, my family? You know, what, what are those things? So it's just a picture of humbling oneself and just laying those things down and going, we've messed up. Um, we're going to lay ourselves down in front of the Lord and ask him to come 
and help us. So I wonder whether, and this might just be me, but whether any of you have really experienced that thing about seeing something properly, really clearly for the first time, even though maybe you've walked past it loads of times before, or a person really seeing their face for the first time, or really seeing um, a piece of artwork properly for the first time. But I, I sort of recall a, a number of things for me uh, where I've suddenly seen something. So when I was very little, my dad, um, he's very tall, he was um, six foot four, and I was very little, and he would from time to time shave his beard off. And then he'd grow it back and shave his beard off. And I can remember when I was very little, I would sit on his lap, and if he'd shaved it off, I would just stare at him like that. Like I'd never seen his face before. His, you know, his, his face had always been the same face, but it's sort of hidden under the beard, and it looked completely different. And I can remember a couple of times I was little, I would cry, because it was like really seeing this face for the first time. It was almost like something completely different and surprising. And then, of course, the, the beard hair would all grow back. And then he'd be back to my daddy again. And, and this sort of cycle would happen. But there's something about our seeing and our perceiving where we can see things sometimes so clearly and then at other times not. And we've just seen that again with, with God's people where they, they've, they've walked with the Lord. They've had this experience of the Lord and then for, for a moment just had this really odd response. They're not seeing something that's right in front of them. Recently, I went back to Worcester. It's where I grew up. And um, I was a teenager during that time, so I was there for about 10 years, but lived all, all through my teens there. And I stood in my road and walked along the road and was gobsmacked about how beautiful the road was that I lived on. Beautiful houses, beautiful trees. We were by the race course. We lived near Britannia Square. All this really... I'd never noticed it before, and yet I'd lived there for 10 years. You know, going back and really seeing something as it is and having my eyes really opened to that. Um, why am I telling you all of this? Well, we need to see God as he really is. It's really, really important that we see him as, as he is because in us seeing God as he is, we then understand who we are in him and we know God And we've all experienced something of God, I'm sure. But it's very easy to forget what God looks like, what God is like. And our our own understanding starts to change. Um, As we look at this passage, um, we we see the the story about God's presence. And in in this presence, we've got got God's omnipresence. So he is with us. We, We know he's here. He's with us right now. And we're t- we, but we're also talking um, about the presence of God, which is manifest. So if, if, if you kind of can picture with the, the sort of omnipresence of God, we, we can kind of get on with our lives and almost ignore the fact that God's with us. There's this sort of, you know, you can be blinded to it. But when we're talking about the sort of manifest presence of God... Things will change in that. And we often find a pattern when people meet God in that kind of powerful way. 
there's a sort of a a three-part change of heart. First of all, we're convicted of our sin. So you're in God's presence. You sense God's presence so powerfully that straight away you, you are aware of your own sin, your own imperfections, the, the, the gap, the massive difference between you and who God is. So, you, so first of all, you, you might have something like that. Something else you might experience in, with that sort of manifest presence is the joy that comes from knowing that God is so good and he loves us and he cares about us and that, that joy sort of overflows and bubbles. And I'd imagine for some of you, you know, when you first became a Christian, whether it was an, an obvious change or whether it was something very, very significant, a significant moment, the joy that welled up in you of experiencing God's presence. The last thing is this a bit sort of wanting to tell the whole wide world this this longing to share the good news bubbling up inside of you and absolutely desperately wanting to tell everybody when i became a christian when i was 19 i i obviously knew everything at that point uh, so you know went went back to my own home and tried to convert my entire family street everybody else and managed to upset virtually everybody in the process um but there is that sort of, I've got to tell you this amazing news. You know, how can you not know how good God is? You, you need to be changed. But I, I kind of look back over that time and I remember, and this is going to this, this sort of striving. When I met with God for the very first time, I had been, uh, some of you might already know this story a little bit. I, I, I was unaware of the person of Jesus as I grew up. But I had always sensed that there was God. I'd always believed in God. Um, my experience of Christians, and well, I wasn't massively keen, I'll be really, really honest. And it was slightly gutting when I'd first met Mark that I realised he was a Christian and from a Christian family. And I was like... Oh. <laughs> so, but I... I can remember being dragged along to a service, um, like a big student church in London, and um, I was probably sitting about halfway back, and the, the, the first thing that really, really struck me is there's all these young people that were my age, um, and it was packed. So these people were really keen to be there, and that was weird, I, you know. Um, and then I, the, the band started up, and they started worshipping, and I was absolutely overwhelmed with this thick, heavy presence of God. Even though I didn't know anything, you know, I hadn't read any theological books, nobody had kind of got talked me through the gospel, but I was absolutely dumbstruck with the weight, the heaviness, the presence of God, and I burst into tears and I cried. I think I was probably crying for about an hour, sobbing, aware of how undone I was, how messed up, how um, how imperfect. We all like to think we've got things straight, but oh my goodness, I was just so aware in that moment of how I, I wasn't. And from that then, just being aware that God loved me there were no words there was no, but there was this heavy presence and it completely changed my life that, that sort of hour moment in my life completely changed the course of everything I've believed ever since everything I've gone on to do you know becoming a vicar's wife um, 
but the the change was not through my striving the change in me didn't come from me reading a load of how to's I'm going to make my life much better books it came from a an ex- really 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 key experience of the presence of God and so when we look at this passage and we're thinking well what does that mean for now we're not going to we don't live in in that reality all the time we have moments like that through our lives and for those of you who've never experienced that heaviness that weight of God's presence I'd love to pray for you um, today before you go home that you would you would know God's absolute wonder as he comes and touches your heart and your mind um, we see here that Moses is really really concerned when when he realizes that God says I'm not going to go because he he is he's, he's like how on earth are we going to be set apart how how are people going to know that we're God's people if you're not with us um, and I and I think there's there's a word for this church this morning about um, really really longing and and needing and wanting and having our eyes open afresh to needing the, the power of God the spirit of God in us as a church family you know you are the most gorgeous church and I'm not just saying that because I want you all to be nice to me at the end of the service I, you are a wonderful group of people you are kind and loving and generous and we have felt like this when we've come we, it's just been the most wonderful time but I know Christians um, who are not like that and I know non-Christians who are really kind and loving and would do anything for anybody. It's not enough for us as a church to be kind and loving. That's a part, that is a part of who we are in Jesus. But actually we need to be filled with the power of his spirit. Because that's what transforms the world out there. And we, we you know, that, that's the bit that Moses is like, Lord... Who, who am I without you? Who are we as a people if you're not going to be with us? That's what we need. That's what I'm, I'm saying. So, so really, I probably talked for too long, but really I'm saying it's not about striving. You know, we give our God our best, but those moments, they are him and they are him working through us. So it's asking God to come and fill us afresh. And not being satisfied with just being a nice person. Because I know you're all nice. I know I can be nice, you know, sometimes quite hard work. But it's actually the power of God that makes the big difference. It's actually him living in us that is going to change those people around us and our hearts and our minds for his glory. Amen.